0: Welcome to Bonjour Bitch! My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches! Welcome, everybody, to today's episode where we will be discussing motherhood and making a comeback uh, after much uh, request. Is my mum, Candace. Hello, everybody. I'm back again. So let's just go through um, your background quickly. Well, um, half Austrian, half
1: English. There I was brought up in England, uh, in Manchester. I have uh, three brothers a man and I'm a twin. And what else would you like me to say, Charlotte?
0: <laughs> I love how in depth this has gone already. And so obviously on season one, one of the very first episodes, we discussed a bit about growing up different and how it was growing up in the fifties and sixties in yep. Manchester being half British and half Austrian. Yes. Um, and how different that was. And obviously since then. We've made a few discoveries that your father was actually from the Sudets, so what would be today? Sudetenland. Yeah. So what would today be? Czech. Mm-hmm. And But I feel as if we're going to do a season four episode about everything we've discovered. It depends. If everybody wants me to come back and say some more, then I will do with pleasure. I think uh, we should start a petition, everybody, <laughs> so otherwise she won't come back. No, that's right. So basically today we're discussing motherhood and you'll have heard in my previous episode with Antonio that I'm 13 weeks pregnant and so I wanted to know, you've always been very honest with me in terms of being pregnant, giving birth and sometimes brutally honest because it's as if women sometimes say oh it's the most beautiful time in your life and stuff and being 13 weeks into it already it's shit so let's be brutally honest what's the best bit and what's the worst bit of the whole process well the best bit is
1: feeling that you've got a little baby growing inside you okay because that that's life yeah so you're going to produce a life The worst bit for me... Is when it's born. No, no, that's joy. That's That's sheer joy. Okay. The worst bit, I must say, is if you are breastfeeding and you don't get the baby in time to the breast, then there are rocks in your breast. It goes rock hard and it's extremely painful. And believe you me, it's really painful. And you've got to get the baby on the breast as quick as possible and then it alleviates the pain. That's the worst for me.
0: Joys worse than having the baby. Oh, fuck. Got all of this to look forward to still. Do you remember when the first time was that you felt like a mother? Was it when you were pregnant? Was it once I was born because I'm the first sibling? So was it, but what time did you feel and at what moment did you feel, I'm a mother? I think
1: the first moment was when you were born. Okay. Because then I knew that I didn't only have to take care of myself. I had to take care of a little baby certain and protect take care look after everything that i could do to make sure that that baby grew up well so that was the most important thing
0: why are you laughing i'm not laughing it's as if i haven't grown up well (laughs) how did it feel did it feel overwhelming did it feel natural did it feel instinctive well for me it was a joy
1: because i wanted children it depends how how you are i mean I wanted children all the time, so it was just sheer joy.
0: Yeah, but how that motherly feeling, the fact of I'm now a mother... It all kicks in.
1: So it's instinctive? It's instinctive. Okay. It was very instinctive for me.
0: Okay. How does knowing that you're going to be a grandmother differ? How's it different? Because obviously I'm your... Daughter, and I know that there's always a Thank connection reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know that there's Let's always the there's straight. always a connection between mothers and daughters. Yeah, and then on top of that, this is your first grandchild. Yes. So, how does it does it remind you of how you felt when you were pregnant with me? No. Does it like? Is there more anticipation? Does it feel weird that? When you were about to become a mother, which was a huge step in your life at that point, it was your body doing the work. And now that you're going to become a grandmother, it's my body doing the work?
1: No, 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 no. It's very different. I mean, everybody's different. It's your baby, it's your body. I had my time. Uh, I think the best bit for me is evidently I will help you look after the baby, do whatever you want me to do with the baby, and so on, help you and so forth. But the nicest part is, that I can give the baby back to you at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> what well, if I and don't want I it can, back,
1: and then I can have a sleep at night. Now that's the best part. <laughs> what well, if I want
0: you to keep the baby for the night so that I can sleep? Well, maybe a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously brought us up in a multicultural household mm. in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties in Switzerland you were multicultural yourself yes so was daddy yes and then you sort of did this blend of cultures and how accepted was that back then
1: you mean in geneva yeah geneva was really no different from england i mean and your father and i had we were very understanding in absolutely everything what had to be done when it should be done so there was no problem whatsoever we were in sync with each other with everything
0: yeah but as you well know charlotte yeah but for example language wise so you spoke to Ah. us in english daddy spoke to us in french i'm speaking like okay all aspects here we
1: decided before you were born that i would only speak english to you Mm. and uh, your father would only speak french Mm. so you would grasp the two languages straight away Mm. but you would come to me sometimes and you would speak all in french and i had to be Clever enough to say, I don't understand what you're saying, which maybe was the case in those (laughs) days because it was very early on. And um, I used to say, just go away, Charlotte, and tell me what you want to say in English. And you would go away for two or three minutes only and then you would come back to me and then you would say everything in English. And then I would reply to you. Mm. But it was, I had to be very strict. We both had to be very strict. But you grasp the two languages very quickly like that and with ease.
0: Did you ever have people look at you funny when I would switch from one language to the other in the street?
1: And if they did, they would always say, what a good job you're doing. Mm. That's a fantastic job. We can't do that because we're lazy. It needs a very strict routine to do that. And that's what we had because it it was the best for you. And when you're a little child, you're like a sponge, you take everything in straight away. And you thought it was fun. You said, okay. And you went away, played a bit, came back, And then, of course, I would always congratulate you, say, well
0: done, Charlotte. That's a good girl. Give me a little dog biscuit at the end.
1: (laughs) No, no, not
0: quite. And did you ever feel, obviously, growing up in Geneva, we were much closer to our French culture. Yes. By proxy. But did you ever feel that you were consciously trying to inject English culture into our lives so that we would have that part of our heritage well I think we did half and half of, I, I think and probably you'll
1: tell me later on whether it's worked out very well for yourself but you went first of all to an English school
0: mm.
1: for was it 10 12 years primary school primary yeah. school so you had a very good knowledge of English the English language and English customs and so on and I would do customs at home that were English you know Christmas Day East, uh, and I would do a few things like that but otherwise the, Geneva was very similar to uh, England there really wasn't a vast amount of difference I think there was what such as
0: well for example I know that you would ask granny specifically to send over cartoons or things in oh, English yeah. yes, okay. because we didn't have access to English TV. True, true. I know that... The videos were a bit difficult to get in those yeah, days of English videos. I know that as well, for example, you'd make sure that we'd do like dot to dot, which is was was a huge thing in the UK back in the 90s, not so big in Switzerland or in France. Yeah, I mean, little things like that, yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, but yes. it's, it's things that mean that with friends who grew up in the UK, I can bond over Postman Pat because you made sure that granny would send that over to us because postman pat was never translated into french if you're looking down at us granny thank you very much
1: for all that you did for charlotte and emily
0: no and it's it's yeah. it's things like a lot of our holidays when we were little were spent in the uk true in jersey so in jersey you're going to see granny in manchester So i think
1: you had a good Half and half. It was it was very equal. I yeah, think, as really. much
0: as half and half can be when yeah. you're living in one of two okay. cultures.
1: But there was never any difficulty. We were
0: always very uh, we agreed with everything. How it To well, be, be fair, they're two cultures that are quite similar. Yeah, exactly. um But I think for me now, looking at it and thinking about it for our baby, and with Antonio being from another culture, another one, mm. and with Spain. It's not so much two Northern European cultures; no. it's also a Southern European mm, culture, mm. and so it's also thinking, okay, well, you know, we are going to not just the language, but we're also going to blend some Spanish bits into here, which and is sort annoying. of, of course, but it's also sort of handpicking what things from what cultures we want to bring and mm. transfer and you know, what sort of dates in the calendar in the year are important in which countries oh, exactly, exactly. to make sure that we go for Semana Santa. But, but you you were brought up like that. So you know
1: what things are were important for you and what you want to bring to your child. Yeah, children. but
0: the thing is, I was already a blend of cultures. So on top of that, we're adding another culture. And it's like, oh, I have enough days in the year to do everything. Yes, you will. But yeah, it's interesting. And I think, you know, for his parents being very monocultural for several generations. I think they're worried that their grandchild won't be Spanish enough. Only time will tell, it's yeah, how no, you no, educate no, your children. But it's interesting because I've always felt very British and very French. Well, then we've, we did it well then. Yeah. We did it well. Yeah, It's for you to find the happy medium.
1: And, and I don't think anyone can judge you or anyone should, what it suits you and Antonio.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. How difficult or easy was it for you both to agree on how to bring us up from your own multicultural backgrounds? So I know you agreed on everything. What? You must, give some gossip to the people. (laughs) There's there's
1: absolutely no gossip. Why should I make gossip? When, When everything was very simple and all cut and dried, we had decided how we should do things. The fundamentals of what we thought were important, we both completely agreed on. So it was quite harmonious. That's all I have to say, there was no arguing or anything like that. Nothing. It was, as you know, we were always very good at knowing what to have to be done, what has to be done for the children.
0: I know, Daddy still like to this day is like I would have liked to do one Christmas the French way.
1: Well, I think we did one or two the French way.
0: We never opened our presents on the twenty fourth.
1: Yes, we did when you were very little, once or twice.
0: I don't, remember. I don't
1: think that's the most important thing in life, Charlotte. Ooh, Whether it's the Oh, okay, let's or pass, let's pass. Not Ooh. really. <laughs> but there are fundamentals in life that's much more important. Oh, and we've sure. totally agreed on everything. For sure. As a mum, how
0: do you get through the shitty moments?
1: Well, I was very fortunate, very fortunate, because I didn't work. Mm. Um, and today it's very different. A lot of mothers have to work and rely on their families to help with the children. But the shitty moments... I think you do have them, but then you think to yourself, it's not going to last forever. I'm not the only one who's gone through this. So many mothers do. And it's like teenage years, you know, they don't last forever. Sometimes it can be easy. Sometimes it can be difficult. You've just got to get through it and be positive about everything.
0: But so for example, if you've got a baby who won't stop crying and you don't understand why it's crying and you've tried everything, you've tried food, nappy changing, putting to sleep, you've yeah. tried everything and it won't stop crying, mm-hmm. how do you not lose your shit?
1: Well, you can't because if you do, the baby knows straight away that you are. The baby is, is like a little magnet. It, it knows. It's more closer than you think to the mother than anyone else and the baby will feed off your emotions. So if you're getting irate and bad-tempered, the baby will feel that and even cry more. So you've got to, you will know the cries of the baby yourself. There are cries for food, there's cries for hunger. Do you you
0: figure that food and hunger (laughs) is the same? Yeah, Um, tired, pain. Do you figure them Um, out by yourself? You
1: do very quickly and very easily. I'll be there by his side. I'll, Is it I'll like worry. a mum da? Like it gets it? Like you'll know because all the cries are different. Mm-hmm. And then if you've done everything like that and the baby's still not well, then you call the doctor or you go and see a doctor.
0: <laughs> call <all> mummy. <laughs> call me. Call me.
1: I'll be online. And um, it's it's beautiful to have a little baby. And if it's your joy, then you want to look after it, and you'll understand your baby very very quickly, and they will understand you.
0: I feel I more should start quickly meditating than then. you think i feel i should start meditating before i have the baby so that i don't like get anxious and angry no, and everything no, It'll work out fine don't worry what would be your best tip as a mum how do you mean best tip like what is the one thing either that granny gave to you as advice that you think, oh my God, I wouldn't have been able to do it without that, or something that you discovered and that you think is worthy to pass on? I think to have a lot of patience and understanding. I really do. Towards baby and towards your partner as well?
1: Definitely. Because um, uh, remember, uh, a baby's growing all the time, okay? You've got to understand the, chi- the baby, the child, and- never leave a child out of a conversation well you know yourself you were always involved in our conversations yeah
0: i was never well to be fair when i was little there weren't anything like tablets and stuff but you never, never you never just plonked me in a corner no, we
1: never we never said oh it's only a child she won't understand she'll know when she's older or she'll learn things when she's older. no there are ways in speaking to children that are very simple and the child will understand straight away mm. Because, as I said before, they're a sponge, they take it all in, and they want to be part of the group. They are your child. They want to be part of mummy and daddy. So that's uh, very important that you always make your child part of the family. Okay. A lot of patience and a lot of understanding.
0: Do you feel you did a good job with us? Or do you look back and think you could have done things differently? I'll ask you that question. <laughs> sure. no, you I'm answer. not going to answer. You answer. I'm not going to answer. Come on. I think that
1: should come from you. No, do you think you did a good job? Yes, I do. I don't think we did too badly at all.
0: Is there anything you would change looking back at it now? Hindsight is a great thing. You can totally oh, to yeah, say yes. Of course, yes.
1: of course. To be honest,
0: no. Okay. Because the
1: circumstances at the time made it perfect for us at the time. Mm. Maybe today, if I was having children, maybe I would do things differently. But at the time, I think you both turned out very well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm just uh, a shrug <laughs> on the shoulders and yeah, but I think you have, both of you. I think we've done quite a good job. Okay. There's always, there are always things that you can do better. Yeah. Uh, you can always think, I should have done that. But on the whole, I think we're both very happy.
0: I think you did a good job, but I think that I would have needed more french language support in primary school maybe that's the only thing that when i look back mm. i feel that i wasn't given
1: but you went to a french school yeah afterwards. so no i know so I know, you, no, you no, no no
0: no but that's that's the problem and so having gone to a full british primary school with french lessons yeah, but the French lessons were so basic for It was one hour a week. I think everybody would get into the nitty-gritty here. <laughs> I think you better switch off. Her. Yeah, but it was one hour a week and yep. it was, Je m'appelle Charlotte. Yes. J'ai 11 ans. And as much as I could speak fluently, because yes, I could, you could speak fluently, that was not a problem. I couldn't read and write in French properly. And the problem is that it was especially my writing, because I could read, but it was especially my writing because written French is very, very different to spoken French. Well, I know that. Yeah. I know but that. Anybody that speaks French or has studied French knows that. It's extremely different. It's not like English where what you read is but, what But you've, listen, Charlotte, you, you've, you've done very well, really. You've yeah, done okay. I know, but, it, but it hindered all of my secondary school education because when I got to secondary school and it was a French school... All of a sudden, I was trying to write. Initially, I was writing how I spoke, which didn't work. So I was very low grades all the time. And the teachers kept telling me, We understand what you're saying, but you just can't write it that way. And then I tried to over exaggerate and overly beautify my sentences, and they meant nothing anymore. So I remember I think I was about 15, and a teacher said to me, Just keep to simple, short, sentences that at least make sense and then your point will at least get across but i think that's the thing and when i started french school emily was five years behind and i remember that straight away you got her extra lessons extra french yeah. lessons yeah, 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 and yeah, with yeah, a tutor yeah. to teach yeah, her how well, to write yeah, in okay, french hindsight yes okay and then that's but if the that's, one thing if
1: that's the only thing i still think we've done quite a good job
0: yeah but that's why i don't live in france yeah. <laughs> because i'd never be able to read everything or write everything yes you would oh they're too hard even writing an email in french now i have to be very careful
1: well if you read more in french maybe that would help
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Well. there we go that's another um, subject
0: um, <laughs> what are the three qualities a mother needs in your eyes apart from patience and etc
1: i think always to be there to listen to your child it was speaking about mother child mm-hmm. again yep. always to be there available so that your child can talk to you and you listen because they don't know anyone else to go to it's their mother so they will go to that person to to know many things in life mm. so it's availability okay I think availability is very very important and to be very respectful and honest okay even with tough stuff even with tough stuff that can also be said I don't think you should hide anything I think you should always say everything but depending on the age of the child, you say it in a simple context, simple Mm. words, and they will understand very well.
0: Fair You
1: must never hide anything from the child, because they will find out anyway. Yeah. So might as well be up front.
0: Any other words of wisdom for me before I become a mum?
1: I'll be there to hold your hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Of course I'll be there to help you whenever you want. I would never push my way in, as you know. Perfect. But uh, if ever you need any help and assistance, I'm always there. I only live 10 seconds away anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, good <laughs> good job. I feel as if you're, this is going to be the start of like Candace Rickard motherhood podcast and you're going to have like top tips for mums and everything. Oh, I'd be delighted to come back if you've got some... Uh
1: subjects that i can talk about Oof. and if if everybody would like to hear me again of course
0: we'll find some subjects to talk about <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so much for joining us on bonjour bitch today thank Mamie. you it was a pleasure to have you back and everybody let me know if you'd like her back for another season episode um <laughs> and i'll find the subject to chat about with you. lovely thank you so much thank you Bye-bye. Bye bye. bye Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches.